0: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
1: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM Well, Mike, we are on location for the second year in a row, and we have with us guests from the Space STEM program.
0: Sounds Um, like, yeah, we're just sitting here talking while we're getting ready, it's like Like we were old friends, you know. Yeah, it's been a year since we talked to each other, (laughs) but we just picked right up. Because they remembered my name.
2: Yeah, we just picked right up. I think most of them did. (laughs) Mike, Mike, Mike did. Mike, Mike, (laughs) Mike and Mike. So everybody's Mike. Uh, Everybody has a Mike, right? Hello, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Hi. All right. Let's go around the room and introduce everybody. First, I want to introduce our guest from Colorado, Mr. Lane Gilcrest. He is the president of the STEM Coalition. Welcome, Lane. Thank you very much,
3: and I'll clarify real quick. I'm visiting in Colorado for work, and I live in Los
2: Angeles. All right, so you're visiting Colorado for work, and through the magic of technology, like somebody called us the magic school bus today at the, at the school. I, I like that. So yeah, today we, we are we, in magic. We've got to be
0: careful. We might run into some copyright issues uh, no, no, on that one. That's true, but, that's true. Know.
2: But through the magic of technology, <laughs> there we, go. we are getting Lane from Colorado to join us here on location at Mount Pleasant Elementary School. Lane, tell us a little bit about yourself. And, and you were here in person
3: last year, correct? I was. Unfortunately, was not not able to join this year. I, I miss being there and uh, w- wanted to be there this year. But um, we have made a huge progress in the last year with our Space STEM program. And, of course, I, I'm uh, running the STEM coalition in coordination with that. We work with um, the United States Space Force as counterparts, And we've been delivering the program out to just numerous schools. We have uh, expanded beyond our Los Angeles area. Obviously, we expanded to Tennessee last year, where we've expanded further up the coast to the central coast of California. And we're looking to go into Florida with the program and just expanding all over the place. We had somebody reach us from Alaska um, just, I think, just in the past couple of days. So... (laughs) Uh, this is just exciting times. exciting. Tennessee will always, Mount Pleasant will always have the claim of being our first school. Yeah, Julie's cheering right
2: now. (laughs) Julie Tidwell, principal at Mount Pleasant Elementary School, has has given you a cheer for that. Um, it's a great program. You know, the kids, they get so excited, Lane. When I was walking into the gymnasium today, there was, it, it reminded me of herding cats, and these are fourth graders, but you did a great job, um, um. Uh, um, Nicole uh, with the with the speaker system getting the kids in order and everything and and it wasn't really that hard was it
4: The the, ki- the kids were fantastic. I I honestly think the students at Mount Pleasant Elementary are some of the more polite, curious, intelligent students that I've come across and in the last 2 years we have visited with over 17,000 students in the United States. Wow. So I'm going to give a huge shout out to this school and to all the students, and clearly the parents who are bringing these kids up. You're doing an amazing job, let alone Miss Tidwell, who leads leads the whole crew.
2: Well, that is uh, Miss Nicole Tibbetts. She is the director of the Space STEM program out of California, right?
4: Out of California, as you can tell, my voice is very Californian. <laughs> So, I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good accent. Yeah. So I'm. A, I'm actually. I'm originally from um, South Africa and the UK, and uh, made my way out to sunny California. And I'm so excited to be working with STEM Coalition and the United States Space Force.
2: And I believe you have a lot of work with Mr. Lane Gilchrist, who's on the line with us from Colorado. Um, I believe the Space STEM Coalition that he is the president over really is supportive of the Space STEM program that you got, you're you the director of, right?
4: Yes. Um, in fact, without Lane, there, there is no Space STEM program. It's uh, through um, a group, a leadership group from the United States Space Force called um, Space Systems Command. It's one of the three leaderships. And we collaborate with them um, and this, um, the STEM coalition led by Mr. Lane Gilchrist. And between those two groups, they came up with this position for me. And then, based on my history, um, where I have take shows and um, very kinesthetic uh, theatrical productions into schools, uh, we turn the kids into rockets, satellites, we put them in orbit, and um, and then we build rockets and launch rockets with them at the school.
2: My Lord, I just went out there and watched the fourth graders launch the rockets that they built today. And there were some flying rockets they've been breaking records today right yes compared to last year
4: i do believe uh the the kid whose rocket went the furthest uh so if you guys i think are it listening, was called
2: rock on
4: it was rock <laughs> r-o-c-k-o-u-t rock out rock out like okay. rocket, rock out, rock I like out. It. and the kid's name was chandler so chandler if you're listening or chandler's parents or grandparents You should be very proud of him. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, his rocket zoomed across the yard Mm -hmm. and went way into the playground. I didn't think I'd ever seen one go that far.
4: I I think he has broken Mm -hmm. all Mount Pleasant's records so far. That's the the farthest. Although there were a couple others. Kylie's went really well, Mm -hmm. and there was a rocket named Pickle. (laughs)
1: Pickle, yes. Pickle Pickle was the first one
2: to cross the road, right? The walkway, yeah. Yeah. It was a a fun afternoon, and they did this yesterday, and they're doing it today, and they'll do it again tomorrow. So they cover every grade at Mount Pleasant Elementary School, correct?
4: I will tell you, we had the preschoolers and the CDC yesterday, and part of the program is the United States Space Force, um, what the Army calls soldiers in the United States Space Force, they call our guardians, And these men and women serve our country and pretty much are the people who make the rockets launch. They um, sort of organize the brains of those satellites and they also protect the United States. So all those satellites, those U.S. satellites that are up in space, are protected by the United States Space Force. So part of our program is... We get volunteers, Guardian volunteers, and they come in and they are from Los Angeles and they come over Zoom. And we have this big screen up in the auditorium. And yesterday we had a captain, Captain Richard Ryder, and he was presenting to the preschoolers. And I'd really gone over in detail the rockets and the satellites and the various different parts. And halfway through, Captain Ryder was like... Are they asking me questions, or are they quizzing me to see that I know <laughs> what I'm actually talking about? That's So, cute. no, they, they, were, yeah. they were fantastic. They were wonderful. Yeah,
2: yeah and also, um, Lane, and I want to keep you on, because you said you had limited time. Um, <laughs> yes, Lane, but... this program is near and dear to your heart, and you support yeah, it and with, from the um, STEM coalition that you're president of. But we have somebody special here on location at Mount Pleasant Elementary School that you might want to say hi to and introduce.
3: Oh yes, my, my I believe my father is on the line. Uh, I am, yes. So, and he's he has been a supporter from the beginning of this. Uh, you know, both I, I followed my dad's legacy into the space business, uh, being in the air force as a, as a satellite operator in part of space, uh, doing doing that space work because my dad did the same thing. And uh, and then inspired me as I started the STEM coalition to get more kids involved in STEM because we need them doing it. And then what better way than to use space to get them excited about it?
5: Mm -hmm. It's the final
3: frontier. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: Lane, um,
2: your dad is a retired from the Air Force and a NASA retiree.
3: Yes, correct. He brings a wealth of knowledge.
2: <laughs> yes. Mr. Michael Gilchrist, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Jack. You were here last year, and he amazed me because I walked up. I might have had my badge on or something. He says, hi, Jack. And I'm like, man, he's got a great memory. Um, I mean, he might have seen the badge. <laughs> well, no, he, no, he's, he's, got, he's got a great memory. 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 My badge was hidden. <laughs> and, my my was hidden and he you. still remembered yeah. me. So. Well, Mike and Mike. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, talked well, about Mike he and Mike. He, he does, does
0: do. have a good name. Yeah,
2: so. yeah, <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself. And if you want to say anything about Lane since we have him on the okay. line here, yep. go ahead and do that
5: also. Yeah. Well, uh, as, you, as Lane noted, you know, I had been in the Air Force for uh, 24 years and then I was with NASA for 20. And I was, I was fortunate while I was in the Air Force to have two assignments with NASA. And the assignments were uh, such that uh, they led into me going into it after I retired. And working primarily out of Huntsville down there, working payloads, uh, as an instructor to the astronauts. And so this, you know, working with Lane's uh, STEM coalition and, and Nicole and Jessica here, uh, doing that uh, worked right in or dovetailed in with what I did when I instructed the astronauts on different experiments that they would do on board this, uh, both the space shuttle and the space station. And I left uh, just uh, the space station program about, oh, I guess it was 2012. So they've had a few more uh, launches and, and uh, had more, you know, what they called increments going on. And I think they're about up to my, probably 70 or 80 now, wow. increment-wise. But they, uh, when I left, they were like about at 20 and all. Uh, but I I... Did that mainly because of the fact that I really um, enjoyed doing that kind of work the f- I was also a flight controller for NASA working at Houston.
1: What
2: an exciting career, you know,
5: and uh, mm-hmm. I also got to evaluate the shuttle program for the Air Force and all. so it, it worked out really well for that too
2: never had to go into the stars
5: never had to go into the stars okay. never really I, well i won't say i never really wanted to but i never really would have, <laughs>
3: never, never had the opportunity yeah. Yeah. okay i yeah. get it
5: right and i and, have to share go ahead, go ahead lane
3: uh, when my dad was doing um that, that that those work and going into mission control and he had a briefcase back in the days when everybody carried a briefcase so when i was little i had to have a briefcase too i wanted to have a briefcase <laughs> and carry it around and and I think I probably I think I sat around and pretended I was a controller, you know, getting ready to launch rocket. That inspiration from being little.
2: Yeah. I think every son does that. I think I had to have the same kind of lunchbox my dad took to lunch, <laughs> blue collar right. worker. I had to have one to take to school because yep. it was what That's he close. had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lane, I'm so glad you could join us, Mike. How much time do we have left before I got to go to a break? You got about eight minutes. All right, good deal. Um, you had mentioned. Um, Mike that you had somebody else with you on the show by the name of Jessica would you mm-hmm. do me a favor and introduce Jessica for us uh,
5: Jessica Jessica uh Crook is with us here today she is working with us as an intern and she is doing uh a lot of the labor, hard labor stuff she's been putting out, you know, and helping all the stuff and then pumping. And, and if you'll notice, she was the final check on the rockets I out there. I seen her out there working when we, and I
2: didn't know who she was. Well, that's I, what it I, was.
5: I she's the, she was the final checker on the rockets to be sure that they would go and all. And Jessica, I, I would ask you, you know, just say a few words about yourself because they'll be real interested in knowing your background and what you did and, and how you like what you're doing now.
6: Yeah. um, Right now, I'm an intern with the Space STEM program. Um, My background, uh, I studied psychology and ended up as a teaching assistant for a little while. And I'm really interested in STEM. And when I found out about the program, I kind of just jumped in. It sounded really interesting. Um, And are you also
2: from California? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're traveling to Tennessee. What do you think of Tennessee?
6: Uh, so far, so good. It's really it's really beautiful here. I've really enjoyed it, is. it and so you, far. you
2: guys got so lucky today. The weather is a little bit of an overcast, mm-hmm. so and it's warm, but it's not hot.
6: Yesterday um,
7: was pretty hot. Was weather. it a lot sunnier? It
2: was. Yeah. Well, welcome to Tennessee, and, and Thank thanks you. for joining the team here, um, the Space STEM program, as an intern. Um, It's good to have people younger coming into this and Mm -hmm. wanting to get involved. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this is something you will pursue and and maybe help out Nicole further um, to help these
3: kids.
6: Yeah, definitely.
3: Cool. We also and have. Go point, ahead again. I have to add on just one little thing too. Uh, so I, I've been fortunate enough to work with Jessica's father as well, oh. who also works in the space industry. So it's just fun to see these connections when we talk. Of we, we uh, we're excited to have Jessica working with us. You know, another second generation uh, doing mm-hmm. this work-based STEM. Wow, that's really cool. Following in dad's
2: footsteps, huh?
4: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool.
2: And,
4: and, and if I can just jump in a little bit, part of the mission of STEM Coalition, um, which Lane could probably talk to better than I could, um, but we are finding in this country that we are not providing enough of a STEM workforce. And what we have found through all the research is unless you get to kids really young, we lose them. And once you've lost a student who's no longer interested in science, technology, engineering, and math, it's very hard to bring them back. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Space STEM program is filling in that gap where we go preschool through fifth or sixth grade. Um, and Jessica's hopefully an example of where we take someone all the way through into the workforce. So I'm very much hoping. Something like this or this becomes a full- time job for Jessica or someone like her.
2: Yeah, I hope so too. And we also have with us in the, um, in the vicinity we don't, she doesn't have, we don't have enough microphones. they're actually going to share a microphone. I have with us Miss um, Angela Knight. Angela is the STEM teacher here at Mount Pleasant Elementary School. Hi Angela
0: Hi, how are you guys?
2: Good. Um, glad you could uh, stay and stick around for the show. I know it's uh, dismissal time. If you hear the noise in the background, because the kids are leaving right now. Right. right.
7: Well, Nicole was just saying how important it is to catch kids early um, to get them interested in STEM. And Miss Knight, um, this is her first, not her first year teaching here, but her first year in this role as the STEM director, and she has done an amazing job. She takes them as young as three years old. And she's able to find something for every age, you know, starting with pre-K all the way up to fourth, um, and modifies it to get the kids excited. I've been in her classroom many times, and she always has cool stuff for them to do. And so I feel like she's doing a great job of getting them interested early, exposing them to a lot of STEM, so that by the time they do leave us and go to the middle school, that fire is lit, and they are ready to explore. Sounds
2: pretty cool. Sounds like you have a fun job.
7: Uh, it's a really fun job, yes. Uh, I've, I've been in the classroom for like 24 years, so this
4: is the first time I've had an opportunity to, to do this. I've just, you know, the, where the kids may not want to come every day type thing, but I have children that want to be there every day. So yeah. Yeah when, you're it's, the, yeah, when they know it's you. It's
2: engaging. It's fun. It's, yeah. um, it's different than looking into a book because so, you do a lot more hands-on activities, I'm sure.
4: Uh, yes, we do. We, uh, we're, of course, with the King of Legos in there, we love our Legos. And uh, so many, we've studied through this whole packet that they've given me, the different emails I've received from this coalition, and we've uh, studied about uh, CubeSats and talked about interesting because these guys were, were so um, into learning about satellites and things.
2: Oh, your phone is about to go dead? And My you have Lane on the phone?
4: I do. Lane, um, do you
2: have any parting words you'd like to say before we lose the connection? <laughs>
3: Yes, I I just want to say thank you. Thank you for hosting us, Jack. We appreciate being on here. And uh, thank you, Mount Pleasant, for hosting us, Julie and Angela and team, and for continuing uh, the efforts in between us being here. And we will look forward to being back again next year and continuing this partnership and getting kids excited to go into STEM.
7: Well, thank you, Lane. And all year long, all year long, the kids who had the experience to do it last year have been saying, Miss Tedwell, are the space people coming back? Are the space people coming back? When are we going to get to do that? And I'm like, I promise they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. We and so they, are, they were so excited when they saw them, when they walked in the gym and saw them there. They were so excited.
1: Yay.
2: And this was a three-year program?
4: Uh, the, the, we hope to have this program coming for the next 10 years.
2: There you go. You heard that, yeah, our, Ms.
3: Tidwell?
7: Um. Well, it'll be here longer than I will, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a shot. One of the things we noticed in STEM is a lot of events are one-off events. You know, you do something, a oh, whole you, you see kids once and you never see them again. You don't know if it had an effect. We are really trying to work hard to build something that is sustainable, repeatable, re- interacting with the kids multiple times to, con- to continue to reinforce getting them into STEM.
2: I think maybe the rocket's going farther this year had something to do with maybe they had a little practice last
4: year? Mm -hmm. We definitely Uh, noticed that coming back to a school a second time, so we've been doing this in Los Angeles as well, that the kids' knowledge grows on itself. And, yes, the part with the experiment with the Rockets, they're definitely building them better, and they're going further.
5: Wow. Cool. Hey, Lane. Uh, Excuse me, Jack. Lane, can you – Expand real quickly on the fact that we are getting uh, more interest from both space, uh, you know, space force as well as the air force. Uh, and as far as funding goes, they are helping us out considerably. Yeah.
3: Yes, and I do I, I do have to say thank you to our, our air force and space force counterparts. We there are STEM offices at both the air force and and especially very closely we work with at Space Systems Command and and our the STEM outreach office there. And they have been uh, really just instrumental in getting us some grants and some grant funding, and uh, they're they're keeping this going because it does take some funds to run all this. And uh, and we we built in early on that this is something free we provide to the teachers and to the schools and to the students. Um, you know, schools are already strapped so much with with other other resources that they need to provide. We don't want to be adding to that. So this is something we we're, we're, we're really able to use funding from the from the uh, military and we're going to be tapping in soon to our industry partners as well that build the satellites to help fund things too
2: lane thank you so much i really hate to cut you short but we got to go to break make sure we can pay the bills (laughs) we are here in mount pleasant elementary school with space camp 2023 we'll be back after a word from the sponsors
1: don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
0: I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone, and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia.
1: Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. For 60 years, people have shopped Parks Motor Sales to get the best vehicles and the best service. ParksMotorsales.com has details on new Buicks, certified pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and much more. Stop by 919 Nashville Highway, take a Buick for a test drive, and learn why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales.
7: you want to give back to an individual with disabilities and help change a life the guide dog foundation and america's vet dogs are seeking volunteers to help raise future guide or service dogs puppy raisers provide loving homes for puppies until they are old enough to begin formal training help raise an adorable pup into a future guide or service dog for a person who is blind visually impaired a veteran or a first responder visit puppy.guidedog.org to learn more that's guide dog.org. sponsored by the guide dog foundation
3: This is Hattie Hedrick, senior basketball player and captain at Santa Fe Unit School. You're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM, coming at you from Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM. Still on the show with me right now, I have Nicole Tibbetts, Director of Space STEM Programs. Hello there. Hey, hey, Nicole. And Miss Julie Tidwell, the Mount Pleasant Elementary School Principal. Hello. Hey, Julie. Coach Mike. Hello. I also have with me still Mr. Michael Gilchrist, Air Force and NASA retiree. Good to see you, Jack. All right. And Miss Jessica Crook. and She's Hello. not a crook. She's a <laughs> following in her <laughs> fo- father's footsteps. <laughs> yep. and she works for and she her father worked in the air force correct yes very cool are you planning on going into the air force
6: uh no plans as of now
2: not decided but, all right yeah.
4: <laughs> we're going to try and nab her for the space stem program okay. if we can
2: <laughs> all right there you go and lane was uh, gracious enough to join us for the first 20 minutes he had to go because he's really busy in colorado taking care of the space stem co- or the stem coalition so during the break we were talking a little bit about like julie how in the world did you get an organization from California to come to Middle Tennessee, and this was their first big adventure away from California? Mm
7: -hmm. Well, if you were going to have your first big adventure, wouldn't you want it to be in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee? (laughs) Why not? I (laughs) sure
4: wanted to (laughs) (laughs) come here.
5: That's
7: true. Well, um, it all kind of happened, you know, uh, quickly last year, of course. Mr. Jerry Sands is a local resident here who has connections, and then we also have... Mike Gilchrist, who is from Columbia or lives in Columbia. And so um, he may want to explain. Dr. Jackson, who was here at the high school last Mm -hmm. year, um, had made some connections with them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Mike, you might want to take it from there. Okay.
5: Well, Dr. Jackson and I knew each other. Jerry contacted me, I guess. I've known Jerry now probably for about 30 years, and he went with me down to uh, Huntsville one time and I, I invited him to come down and sit on a console with me and he did that and we did a full shift together and he really enjoyed it well and he remembered me and I guess it was about I'd been retired from I retired in 2012 so I, it was maybe about two or three years and he came to me and he asked he says, does NASA do anything with high schools and I said well I, when I left the program they have. They had just started a program called Hunch, and Hunch stands for High Schools United with NASA to create hardware. Hmm. And what they were doing was they had about at that point about 130 schools involved with building things in shop, for instance, that you know like a um, a rack or a uh, oh, a locker to go into a rack on board the space station for people to put things in you know put their private stuff in and things like that and all and they actually got to see them fly in space the high schoolers did and all and it, it even went down as far as having home Ec do it home Ec put together some uh processes where they they had made some food and all and if the astronauts liked it they would have the home Ec guys put one together and they'd get it on board the shuttle or the or the space station for the crew to, to uh, have and all, so they worked with the high schools, and I I just happened to know the guy that led the program in Huntsville, and and I talked to him and asked him if he would come up here, and talk to the school, and he did, and of course from there it blossomed because Mount Pleasant was integrated in in the high school into the Hunch program, and they're actually building some stuff right now for the space station. Uh, so at, because of that, they knew that I had some contacts, and, and they asked me if I would come back in. And we started talking about um, the elementary school and how my son was working you know, out in California getting this space STEM program set up and all. And would they be interested in being part of it because they wanted to get it out further into the United States, the various states. And as as Lane pointed out, he said, you know, they're getting ready to go to Florida. They're up in central California now. They'll also go to Colorado as well. And they're going to Vandenberg on the west coast as well. Um but I think that uh the that was the initial thing and I went and I talked and explained it to to Dr. Jackson. Dr. Jackson then put me in touch with Julie. And we just went from there. And what we had probably last year, we had about three or four meetings mm-hmm. with the people on the West Coast, talked about what we would do when they came in and all. And it just uh, blossomed so into being such a good program. And, and as has been pointed out, the students here have been very receptive to what we've talked about and all. And it is very important to understand, Lane was right, that at if they've had difficulty with math and science, In the primary grades, there's more tendency to shy away from it. Or if they've been told even, and I know your teachers do not do this, but if they've been told by teachers, I've had my granddaughter told that, well, you're just not going to be good in math. And then they don't want to do that anymore. Right. And so... And 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 then and that's what you hear from them. You know, they have a problem on an algebra test. Oh, you know, Mom, I'm just not good at math. That was me. I
2: told my parents, I'm just not good at math. <laughs> well, right. and,
7: and especially females yeah. um, historically have been told that they're not good at math or science. <laughs> and we know that that is not necessarily not true, true no. you know. No. And so, and also, you know, a lot of little kids, you know, if they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, an astronaut might be one of those things. Well, everybody can't be an astronaut, obviously, Mm -hmm. but they have been able to show them there are lots of other positions within the Space Force and that you could work, you could still work within the Space Force and with, you know, those things that you might not be the one to go into space like Mike, but there are lots of other positions that you Mm -hmm. could do if you're interested in that.
2: Yeah, they have people that need to service the vehicles, that um, move people around. They have people that have to cook. Mm-hmm. You talked about designing uh, food, meals. Um, meals for the astronauts. There is a, a plethora of different things that so, are available. So
4: many jobs um, in, in the space industry, um, anything from the guys who do the coding to um, a doctor or nurse who's looking after the people in mm-hmm. the Space Force. Um, yep you know, to people in purely business situations. One of my favorite stories is we have this wonderful Guardian volunteer. Her name is Isabel. And um, a lot of people don't know that you can serve um, in the Space Force as a civilian. Mm -hmm. So when they see our civilians come out and they're not in uniform, they're like, well, how can you be in the Space Force? You're not in uniform. There are a huge number of civilian jobs that and they are guardians. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this woman Isabel um petite, lovely, loves to wear black. So we've got all these strapping young men in uniform and she comes up. You know, and the all the girls in the school were very very quiet and then she comes up and she goes, "So I'm not in uniform." they're like oh and um and she goes but you want to know what my job is and they're like sure you know no one's impressed they're all like fourth or fifth grade at whatever that school was and uh she's like i'm the one who buys the satellites and the rockets and suddenly they're like what <laughs> <laughs> you know you yep. and suddenly She became very important. All the girls who had been so quiet. Mm -hmm. Son, you you literally saw 50% of the class go, how do I do your job? (laughs) How do I do that? And um, I believe Isabel has an undergrad degree from UCLA in economics. Mm -hmm. And she went to a job fair, the United States Space Force, which was brand new. Um, Founded 2019. So even though we've been going to space as a nation for a very long time, the Space Force uh, or that segment of it was part of the United States Air Force. And then as time has gone by and satellites and tech have become so much more important, the Air Force split that off into the Space Force. So there, there really is a... In the same way that you can't have the Marines without the Navy, you don't have a Space Force without the Air Force. Air force. Anyway, that everyone loves mm-hmm. Isabel, the acquisition specialist. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but Like you said, role for everybody. Exactly. And I want to I caveat onto that because I want to point out to you for, uh, with Julie and all, even when I was doing work down at Marshall Space Flight Center with the payloads and doing instructing work, uh, one of the ladies that worked for me was a teacher. She'd been a teacher, and she came to work for me after that. And she had a, a B, BS degree in education. And she knew how to make up lesson plans. She knew how to do, you know, uh, help code when we put the faults in for the astronauts to look at and all. She knew all that. And so the opportunity, you don't really have to be a hardcore uh, engineering type. You can be other things and still be a very beneficial part of to the space business and I think that's very important for the younger kids to understand and even you know Lane points out sometimes too that technicians can actually you know do a lot of the jobs in the air, in the uh, space force and they've got people that actually fly satellites that are technicians instead of you know hardcore engineers
0: well that's you know the, the other thing that uh, I've become a lot more aware of since I've become a, a, a radio engineer but um the the other jobs that are not necessarily quote unquote space jobs but are extremely important to the space effort for mm-hmm. instance uh somebody's got to build that tower mm-hmm. exactly you know, some welder some welder mm-hmm. has yeah. to put that tower together so they can actually launch the ship. And and so, you know, and, and if you've ever been down into those areas, those are monstrously huge yes. structures. So it's mm-hmm. going to take more than one welder and, and, and stuff. So uh, even construction jobs, infrastructure jobs, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have plumbers. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to move. The, they got to move liquids mm-hmm. around those spaceships in in multiple directions, and sometimes they got to defy gravity while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, uh, exactly. That sound so, fun.
2: Being a plumber, defying gravity. You know, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> but somebody's got to get that somebody's figured out. Somebody's got to do you know, it. You know, yeah. And and so those those kind of jobs are still hugely important. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, try to fly a rocket ship without a plumber. Yeah. Yep. See what's going to happen. As Mister Gil- Gilchrist <laughs> was
2: just saying, you know. Um, yeah, somebody who was a teacher. So, Julie, when you retire and you get bored, just talk to Michael. Yeah. He'll hook you up. You, know, you can go down to NASA and make some that is, lessons plans that's a and stuff. Good,
7: that, that's a pretty good idea because, yeah. you know, teachers can do anything. Exactly.
2: They, can. they really exactly. can. And one of the things, and I've said this before on the show, Mike, um, Coach, I loved part of being a teacher. When I retired, I took on a little teaching role for – columbia state community college mm-hmm. it was the most fun i'd ever had yeah. a teacher and i thought well i kind of missed my calling i'm a little old now so i'll continue to do what i'm doing well, instead I'll, of going back and getting i'll go a back as a,
0: as a former teacher yeah. i have a shirt you know i, I shirt was, sure was given to me but it was just you know it's it was my mantra was teachers make all other professions possible mm-hmm. this is
2: true that is- exactly so
0: you know even even as teachers well, know, think we, about we, it. we do have that inf- that 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 importance of that of that building block
2: nicole and jessica and mr Gilchrist, they're all teachers in a sense right now they come to the school and they teach them something about nasa something about rockets something about how the process works and you get to have fun while you're doing it did you have fun today jessica
6: oh yeah definitely
2: and this was your first time doing this type of
6: um, work. I- Uh, I've been uh, doing the Space STEM program for a few months now.
2: So you've been doing this with other kids, other places?
6: Yeah.
2: It just seems to me like you have a blast. Everybody has a blast. Mr. Gilchrist, I know you were having fun. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, it is like the best job (laughs) ever. You know, that I think Mm -hmm. yesterday one of your students said to me, she said, she's sitting there, she's building a rocket, and she goes, this is... It's just a wonderful day,
2: <laughs> and I was like, "Makes you feel good." Well,
4: what what more can you ever want mm. as an educator than your
7: kid? Now, I do think that it was Water Day as well. Well, that is true. This is the last week of school, so there are lots of crazy things mm. going on. But this is definitely something. Like I said before, the kids have been asking me all year, "When when are the space people coming? When are we doing space again?" And and so they were very excited.
0: Well, this is also an opportunity to test their skills outside of the big, you know, TCAP tests and all that stuff. You know, when you're building those rockets, you're going to have to do your math. You're going to have to have your science together. You're going to have to be able to apply all that stuff you've been learning all year long. And and so here's the, here's the test that they like taking.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's an experiment, and, you know, we try and emphasize over and over again, it doesn't have to be perfect. And so many kids, you know, are petrified of doing it wrong. In the Space Force, we do things incorrectly constantly. We just then go back and we you learn figure out... The, yeah. Learn from it. If you always did perfectly, if you always got an A... What would be the point of the state of the you you know, if, if
0: you go the in of the history of NASA and stuff, how many models did they wreck before they actually got one right? right? <laughs> exactly, exactly.
5: And you know, exactly what uh, Nicole you saying. You know, that the you uh, of the state of the state I the I of the state of the state of the of the orbiter, uh, of the space of the was shuttle orbiter was on 180 degrees on the far side of the earth and it was supposed to uh be hit by a beam from maui hawaii which was 180 degrees on the other side of the earth and so when they sent the beam into space it didn't go anywhere (laughs) the orbiter didn't see anything (laughs) and then so then they uh took it and they they did get the orbiter in the right attitude and all but what was really good about it was we found out that the planning folks had put the wrong parameters in and <laughs> the orbiter was in the wrong the, math, wrong. <laughs> the, the math was wrong the math so we took the orbiter we we adjusted we took the orbiter moved it around and, all, and the funniest thing the commander came on It was a man by the name of um brandenstein i believe and uh he comes on dan brandenstein and he says uh houston and we heard he's not supposed to be up and uh he said houston I'm still up, and this was like about midnight, and finally uh, Houston, the Capcom, comes on and says, uh, yeah, and they said, well, we just want you to know that the crew is in a good attitude up here, and now the orbiter is, too. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were
2: going to say, Houston, we have a problem here. No, they'd already taken care of that. Yeah, yeah, there you go.
5: but you know mistakes can happen and people you know they go back and and no repercussions or anything we was a lot of times we corrected things when things didn't happen quite right like we thought they would when we were in the control center and we would put together you know you put together a fast uh little procedure to help them get you know what they needed to get so that we didn't lose a lot of things but you know the interesting thing of it is, too, is that working in the control center was a a job that was a test. You know, it was always, you know, experimentation going on and stuff like that. And and it was great, you know, to to watch how it worked together and all. I mean, even if anybody saw Apollo 13, if you remember when the flight uh, director Kranz came into the room, and I worked with Mr. Gene Kranz, he was then... The chief of MOD, which is the Missile Operations Division at uh, at NASA, but he you know dumped all those parts on the table and told the guys you know you got to figure out how to put this you know round hole in a square peg type thing and if you if you can't we can't clear you know we can't make the air pure so that the crew can live through what they were going through because it had it was a Lyo canister which purified the air. And didn't contaminate it anymore, and the guys came up with it. You know they, they figured and it told, out. Figured it out, and and there was stuff like that that went on all the time. I mean, you and know. you
4: know that was that's one of my favorite things about the schools, and this school in particular is the immense curiosity of these kids. Their hands go up like constantly, just answer, answer, answer. Question, question, question.
7: It's it's truly inspiring. Well, and that's something that we try to tell our kids. We, you know, we like um, project-based learning and things like that. And we say, it's okay if you don't know everything. It's okay if you do something and it's not right mm-hmm. the first time. But we never, Tiger Cubs never give up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep working until we get it.
2: Amazing. We are here in Mount Pleasant Elementary School on location, talking with Space Camp Nicole Tibbetts. Angela Knight, Michael Gilchrist, and Jessica Crook. We'll be back in a moment after a word from our sponsors.
1: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. This message is from
8: the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans. You may be eligible for major financial compensation based on your service-connected disability. But be wary of the many groups that may try to exploit you for financial gain. Report suspected fraud at va.gov oig slash hotline. Learn about VA's list of accredited organizations at va.gov. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I got uh, our good friend Mr. Miles Johnson on the phone. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland this week. Miles, I hope you're having a great day so far.
2: Oh yeah, I'm having a great day.
8: Excellent. So what uh, what kind of specials we got this week?
2: Well, this week we got ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, assorted pork chops for a dollar fifty nine a pound, T bone steaks four ninety nine a pound. Nestle Pure Life twenty four pack water three for eleven, and Coca Cola twelve pack cans and eight pack bottles both two for.
8: All right, and these sales
5: run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office.
8: So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, People need to come in and check them out, and uh, we'll uh, give you a
5: call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day, and uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They really help everybody out when they come in. So we'll talk to you later.
1: All righty,
2: thank
8: you. Thank you. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. If you're having a tough time or thinking about suicide, you're not alone. And there's hope. VA's Veterans Crisis Line has responders who listen and help. Many are veterans or have veteran family members and friends, so they're prepared to address your challenges. Don't wait. Dial 988, then press 1.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome back to The Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM. Man, I'm sure glad we came out here to Mount Pleasant Elementary School today and talked to Nicole Tibbetts with Space, Camp, Space STEM Program. Miss Julie Tidwell, uh, principal of Mount Pleasant Elementary School. Um, we also had on the show earlier Miss Angela Knight and Mr. Lane Gilcrest, and we still have in the st- with us here is Michael Gilcrest and Jessica Crook. You know, I'm I'm so amazed by this whole program. We were talking about a little bit about the break, and you told me earlier on the show that you have had 17,000 kids, and you're only in your second year, right?
4: We are only in our second year, so we are we are very excited that um, you know. I had a lot of contacts in Los Angeles with all the schools out there. And, um, you know, we've been expanding it up the Central Coast to Tennessee. We're going to head to Colorado, Florida, also New Jersey. We've just started an astronaut series where we're seeing more kids. And um, we are just blown away by when we're returning to the schools for a second year, how the students have retained information and especially with anything that's hands-on, their, ex- their improvement is like a steep, steep
7: exponential curve. Well, I know for a fact last year, even after you left, kids were practicing because when I said you were going to come back this year, they would come to me later and say, look, I made this at home. I, look, I think I improved I, <laughs> I, improved, I improved my rocket because they took that on and they're like, well, I'm going to do better next year. With and
0: that. actually our 4-H program uh, that, that has... Uh, field tri- They do field trips yeah. and, and and for STEM. Yeah. My wife is as a retired teacher is involved. They make uh, cardboard rockets for uh, one of their STEM projects, and they have a air pressure
4: oh that's a uh, so compressed cool.
0: air launcher yep. that they use. That's what they and use for this that's program what use here. here. So um, so yeah, it, it's you've got other things going on to help you know Ooh. with that memory thing, but it's also you know a recognition of what you're which your program has got got going.
2: It's such a great program. Do you see it continuing to grow? Is there a lot of room and opportunity and the support you're now seeing from so the other... I, I
4: very much hope that the, um, the Space STEM program itself will continue to expand across the country. Um, we're hoping to expand it out of the various different military bases around the country um, and then go to schools within those radius and expand from there but stem coalition itself as the name implies is a coalition uh, stem coalition is a connector so we don't expect you know that our little group is going to do everything but we would love to connect with other groups and then help bring them in and then they can do their own thing mm-hmm. as far as the space stem program goes um Yes, I think Miss Jessica Crook can become the next uh, Miss Bits and Bobs, <laughs> Bits which and is Bob. the uh, character that I play uh, when I go and visit with the little kids. And Miss Bits and Bobs has a magical space cloak covered in little chuchkis that we call Bits and Bobs. And with the space cloak, that is the planets and the sun and the moon and satellites and a rocket ship and, uh, and of course, a crazy guy. And they're all like, what does crazy guy do? Um, and crazy guys, really, just to get them to use their imaginations and have fun and think outside the box. Um, so, yeah, we're very much hoping to expand. And um, with the support of the Space Force and industry and STEM Coalition and other nonprofits, we hope to expand across the country.
2: That's amazing. Um, Bits and Bobs, aspiring to be Bits and Bobs. Is that you, Jessica? <laughs>
6: Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> I
2: think you'd do a great job at it. I, I watch Nicole with the kids when I come into the school today, and it's just kind of a magic environment just seeing how she interacts with the kids and how much they want to interact with you. And you were corralling them to get them ready to go launch their rockets, and they were very excited. Mm-hmm. And then they got outdoors, and they followed instructions, and they launched their rockets. Michael, you were helping mm-hmm. with them, getting them pumped up and pumped. everything. And then We
4: we put Mike back on launch control because yeah. that's what he did in real life. <laughs> yeah. So we put him on the pneumatic rocket, and we made him do the countdown. Yeah. Well, and, and and pump and up pump. a lot of yeah, bicycle pumps.
2: It's like a bicycle pump, pump folks. Mm-hmm. That you pump up into this machine, and then you have a command center where you can release it. And release it launches the rocket. The air yeah. and pushes them out into the and sky. And it
5: was it was interesting when we built the um, the box, you know, the launch box itself. the The first person that did that, we uh, it was Lieutenant Colonel Porter, and we had no instructions at all on how to put it together. So we had, to, and there was a. a interesting person uh jonathan shroud who we gave a shout out to last year and when he and he still works with nicole but jonathan and i sat there and and remember in your house and ended up we re-engineered had to reverse engineer the box so we could figure out how it works and and jonathan's continued on with it and they have made such strides it's pretty amazing this, to watch with that box and
2: that's a great segue i need to segue into shoutouts because i want okay. everybody to get their opportunity to do a shout out today so i'm going to start with you nicole what's your shout well, out
4: well i was going to say jonathan stroud uh so <laughs> mike mike taught me he is the deputy uh stem director over at space systems command stem and really, in many ways, he has helped create this with me. I couldn't do this without my husband backing me. So I got to give a shout there out to go. Clifton mm-hmm. Tibbetts and my three kids, one of whom is in Nashville this week.
2: <laughs> there you go.
4: And, um, and I also got to thank, thank, um, uh, Miss Nikki Palmer, who is the director of SSC STEM. She's our strategist. Without her, None of
7: this is probably happening.
2: Excellent shout-out. So
7: those are my shout-outs. Miss
2: Julie, do you have a shout-out?
7: Well, I have shout-outs, of course, to all of my teachers who are amazing every single day. But during this time, our specialty teachers, our art, music, library, STEM, and gym teacher, they are in there every session um, giving up their instruction time to spend their time helping. Yeah, it
2: takes a lot to run that. It does mm-hmm. take
7: a lot. And unfortunately, I've been in and out. Uh, there's, there's other things, but they are in there. They are helping every group do everything, and um, they're awesome.
2: Awesome. Shout out, Miss Julie. I'm going to go to Michael Gilchrist for the
5: shout-out. I want to give one to Julie Tidwell for all her help here and your teachers, too. You would not believe how much help you have given to us. And it's inspiring because of the fact that their work with the students and all, it shows through the students, and they are just so great. But I think that that you need to know that, that us coming here, it is such a pleasure to work with your school here.
6: Thank you. What an yeah, I'm going to second out. that. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Miss Jessica.
6: Um, I guess I'll have to give a shout out to my parents for always really uh, encouraging my interest in science and STEM. Because uh, without that, I never would have uh, found this. Uh, opportunity and be working with the space STEM program
2: and you could be the next next bits and
1: bobs (laughs) wait can I add
6: one more I gotta add
1: okay Mr. Applegate Mr. Applegate
4: he runs tech at Mount Pleasant Elementary (laughs) (laughs) he's actually the music teacher but he's our tech guy (laughs) oh my god he's the music and I love music Mr. Applegate shout out to you thank you there
2: you go all right And, Mike, do you have a quick shout-out?
0: To all the people that are, you know, we've we've talked about them before, but all those people that were kind of behind the scenes, whether they were here in Mount Pleasant, Columbia, Alabama, California, Mm -hmm. uh, Colorado, wherever they were that helped make all these connections that had to come together for this program to work, uh, you know, big shout-out to those people uh, thinking outside the box, even thinking about this being a possibility of coming to, uh, middle tennessee uh, specifically mount pleasant so uh, a great shout out great pat on the back to them and hope they can keep it going
5: michael you got uh, something else i got i got one more All and, right. and i wanted to really say it about my son lane i am i am so proud of him for doing this and how much he has taken his time to do that and the thing that my my wife was a teacher she was an elementary teacher she would be so proud of her son for doing this with elementary schools She would just love it.
2: Excellent. I really enjoyed having Lane on the show again, even though he was in Colorado. My shout-out is to all the scientists, all the technicians, all the engineers, and all the mathematicians. Thank you for what you do, because we couldn't have NASA and Space Camp and Space STEM and Space Coalition without you. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you for joining us. You can catch us on thebigyellowschoolbus.com. Have a great day.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. For 40 years, the Jewelers' Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia.
0: Murray County Volunteer Firefighters provide fire and rescue services to Murray County residents like you. I'm Savannah Madison, Public Information Officer with Murray County Fire. Our department
3: serves over 600 square miles, and as a volunteer department, we rely on community donations to operate. You can also support by joining our department. We help you obtain the certifications to become
0: a support member or firefighter. Learn more about making a tax-deductible donation or becoming a firefighter
3: at murraycountyfiretn.org. That's murraycountyfiretn.org. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn
7: Allen, and you are
3: tuned in to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.